You're listening to the Rainbow Flipper Musical Explosion! Yes, hello, and welcome back to the Rainbow Flipper Musical Explosion. I'm your host, CZG123. I'm in the place to be. Thank you so much for returning and listening to this program. Don't forget to subscribe and share it with your friends, families, and even enemies, because sometimes it's fun to confuse people. Don't forget to visit this radio show on most major podcast platforms. Subscribe there and visit CZG123.blogspot.com. Lots of fun articles there uh, I've written with regards to different aspects of music, as well as an embedded radio player, so you can listen to episodes of this program while you're, uh, you know, just kind of scrolling around uh, the site itself. New episodes every Tuesday and every Thursday, so do check in, check back, make sure that you ping that bell so you can get some notifications. Lots of Rainbow Flipper musical explosions today, including uh, one of my favorite segments, Who's Better, The Who, from The Doors, The Doors or The Who. Haven't done it in a bit, we will be doing it today. And I haven't been keeping track, so I don't know who's won the most rounds. I don't know if it's The Doors, I don't know if it's The Who. Uh, still trying to figure out who's better. Uh, lots of fun music today, hopefully a lot of things that you have never heard before. And uh, I think it's going to be really fantastic, I'll tell you that much. So, again, please don't go anywhere. If you do, hit pause so you can come back. And uh, I guess the question of the day is, and it was once posed years ago by a comedian, why are hemorrhoids called hemorrhoids and not asteroids? Doesn't it just make sense that we should call hemorrhoids asteroids? And then someone asked, well, then what would we call asteroids? To which I say... Hemorrhoids, because they could potentially head towards uh, Earth. So, hem, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm so sorry. I'm taking up a lot of time from our Rainbow Flipper musical explosions here. So, uh, after a word from our uh, sponsor right now, I'm going to dive right into a Rainbow Flipper musical explosion. So, don't go anywhere. And again, if you do, just hit pause and come back. You know, children are born learners. They love to discover things. And that's where reading comes in. Riff. Reading is fundamental. The nationwide program that gets kids into reading. And kids who read grow up to be adults who read. Find out how Riff can help in your community. Or even in your own home. Write Riff. Because once the kid starts to read, the world is an open book.
Yeah. Cause I'm yeah. a teacher, this guy is a scholar It ain't about money cause we 
people names I'm so and so I'm this I'm that huh. but they all just wick wick whack wick, whack I'm not white or red or black I'm brown from the boogie down productions of course I'm music be thumping others say they're bad but they're barking let me show you something now about hip hop about D-nice melody and Scott LaRock I get a pen a pencil a marker mainly what I write is for the average New Yorker some MCs be A lot of MCs like to use the word dramatical. Fresh for 88, you suckers. suckers.
sampled by MF Doom. Whole Cakes. Yes, how about that? Sweet Love by Anita Baker. Sweet Love came out in 1986. It's from her album Rapture. Uh, it reached number two on the Billboard R&B chart and number three on the U.S. Billboard Adult Contemporary chart. Number eight on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 at the time in 1986. And in the U.K. reached number 13 on the U.K. Singles chart. Uh, Sweet Love also won a Grammy Award for the best R&B song in 1987. Um, it is uh, a fabulous song. It really is. Um, you have Anita Baker singing the song. You have Ricky Lawson on the drums. He's a great, great musician. Uh, Freddie Washington on the bass. And, um, you know, she she's played a lot a lot of, a lot of music and has come up with a lot of stuff I'll tell you that much um, really very uh, prolific uh, she she just has a bunch of hits ain't no need to worry giving you the best I got uh, she's done a bunch of tours been on the road a lot Anita Baker I mean she's she's basically uh, an R&B singer uh, legend she really is um, so yeah Anita Baker Great song, Sweet Love. Sweet Love! And then before that, we heard from the album By All Means Necessary, instead of By Any Means Necessary, which was uh, a phrase uh, from Malcolm X. But By All Means Necessary is the, t is the name of the album from Boogie Down Productions, featuring master lyricist Karis One. Karis One has been around forever. Uh, very intelligent guy, has a lot of opinions regarding uh, America's history and the way it's treated African American culture. Uh, by All Means Necessary came out in 1998 and reached the Source's uh, 100 Best Albums list. Uh, my Philosophy was the track that I played, one of my favorite tunes, an amazing music video if you ever get a chance, look it up. And it ranked number 49 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of Hip Hop. My Philosophy is actually the first track on that album, followed by You Slippin', which is another. This party is just like uh, essential hip hop gold. Um, my Philosophy has a sample from Stanley Turrington's song, Sister Sanctified. Interesting to note. And um, yeah, you know, so yeah. I, it's just incredible. Um, also, interesting to note, you know, by all means necessary, by any means necessary, Malcolm X. On the cover of By All Means Necessary, you see um, Karis One by his window, kind of looking out behind the curtain, uh, holding what looks like a, a mini, like Uzi. Some, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't, I know nothing about cars, and I know nothing about uh, arms, like guns and things like this. So it looks like a little Uzi. But anyways, it's a, um, it's kind of a redo or a reimagining. Not, it's not really a reimagining, but he's basically doing the same image that, uh, it's a famous Malcolm X photo of him. Actually, so he, so, uh, in the Malcolm X photo, he's holding a rifle. Um, so interesting to know. Uh, also in 1989, uh, the album went gold. So by any means necessary, My Philosophy, one of my favorite KRS-One songs of all time, came out on Jive Records, 1987, produced by Scott LaRock. 
Uh, and then before that, sending off that amazing Rainbow Flipper musical explosion, we heard Sentimental Journey, a song which came out, uh, I believe it was, well, 1944, 1945 it came out. Uh, and that was Les Brown and his orchestra, Les Brown in his own right, amazing career, uh, fantastic swing band uh, leader and uh, arranger. And that was Doris Day singing the song. And she sang it for Columbia Records back in 1944. It was a huge hit record. And uh, it's interesting to note that it became a number one hit in 1945, which uh, kind of went side by side with the end of World War II. Uh, so uh, kind of uh, a good song, I'll say, uh, as that terrible, crazy war came to an end. Um, it lasted 23 weeks on the Billboard charts. Um, and uh, it, 23 weeks, man, I'm telling you. And uh, it peaked at number one. And uh, yeah, I mean, Doris Day, she's a really great actress, great vocalist. She's worked with so many people. Uh, and this song in itself, Sentimental Journey, has been covered by a lot of folks from Dinah Shore to Frank Sinatra. Even Ringo Starr from the Beatles covered this song. Um, and in 2017, on his album Triplicate, Bob Dylan also covered this song. It's interesting to know. So that is the first of a few, if not more, Rainbow Flipper Musical Explosions. Don't forget to check out czg123.blogspot.com. New episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. So do subscribe, come back, check in, listen to old episodes you might have missed, that sort of thing. Oh, it's fabulous. Boy, so it looks as though we just bypassed uh, fall and jumped right into winter. Uh, they say it is freezing all over our country right now, probably all over the world as well. Uh, there are parts on the east coast of America which are having, uh, which have snow. It's snowing. Uh, so as we approach the time to start playing a bunch of Christmas songs and getting ready and everything like this, um, yeah, it, it coincides with this chilly, chilly weather. Uh, interesting to note, this is probably one of the hottest years ever recorded on our planet Earth. Uh, certainly the highest temperatures ever in America. Um, I mean, I think the whole month of August was like 100 degrees. I don't know. It's just really, really bonker cakes. So it's hard in the morning, especially out here in California. When you look out the window when you wake up, it's very sunny. And then you step outside, you get frostbite. Uh, and then it gets to, you know, high 70s. And then uh, in the evening, it drops down to uh, about 10 below. Uh, 10 below zero, that is, not 10 below, like 30 or something like that. So that has been the Rainbow Flipper musical explosion weather update. <laughs> uh, again, thank you folks out there so much for listening. Here comes another explosion right after a few brief words from our sponsors. Introducing new A1 poultry sauce. Our first sauce ever meant just for chicken. Because its herbs, spices, and fruit were meant just for chicken, new A1 poultry sauce makes the most of chicken any way you make it.
Jermaine, it's too dark to see the cars. Let's come back to Melfar in the morning. No, Tito. If our fans find out the Jackson brothers were here, there'd be a mob scene. It's okay, guys. I've seen other celebrities lots of cash. Can you make us a good deal? Just listen. Like this 93 Festiva, just $49.95. Plus, zero down on 93 Corolla, $159 a month. 93 Town Cars, zero down, $469 a month. You can't do this without Michael. Plus, we give you $550 more for your trade. Call 1-800-MELFAR. You're listening to the Rainbow Flipper Musical Explosion.
semester I'll be 35. I smacked him in his face with an eraser, chased him with a stapler, and told him to change the grade on the paper. Now, walked in a strip club, had my jacket zipped up, served the bartender, and walked out with a tip cup. Extraterrestrial, running over pedestrians in a spaceship while they're screaming at me. Let's just be friends! 99% of my life I was lied to. I just found out my mom does more bored than I do. I told her I'd grow up to be a famous rapper. Make a record about doing herbs and name it after. Hey, Mom. You know you blew up when the women rush your stands. You try to touch your hands like some screaming Usher fans. This guy at White Castle asked for my Dude, autograph, so autograph? I signed it. Dear Dave, thanks for the support, asshole. Hi, my name is. I just drank a fifth of Kool-Aid. Dare me to drive? Go ahead. All my life I was very deprived. I ain't had a woman in years. And my palms are too hairy to hide. Whoops. Clothes rip like the incredible hawk. I spit when I talk. I fuck anything that walks. When I was little, I used to get so hungry I would throw fits. How you gonna breastfeed me, mom? You ain't got no I lay awake and strap myself in the bed with a bulletproof vest on and tap myself in the head. So I'm steaming mad. And by the way, when you see my dad, ask him if he bought a porno mag and see my ass. My name is what? My name is
I love whistles and songs. That was sukiyaki, which uh, happens to be a fantastic Japanese dish. Um, sung by Keio Sakamoto, which came out in 1961. He's a Japanese singer, a Japanese crooner, if you will. Um, originally, the song in Japanese was I Look Up As I Walk, was its initial title in Japanese. And the uh, sukiyaki is kind of like another title for it. Uh, it actually became one of Earth's, <laughs> one of the world's, Earth, best-selling singles of all time. It sold over 13 million copies around the world. Uh, these days, I mean, with digital downloads and everything like this, you know, I don't know. To me, when I read, you know, and I found out that it was one of the best-selling singles of all time, I took that to mean on like vinyl or cassette or whatever. I, I don't know if that's including digital downloads. And even then, uh, do we take into consideration, I'm sure Taylor Swift and other modern day artists have a ton of downloads and uh, top selling singles as well. So it's really hard to determine, but I'm going to stick with the fact, it's a fact, I believe that this is the best selling single of all time. 13 million copies, give me a break. Um, so, originally the lyrics of this song are uh, about a guy who's kind of like down and out, but he's whistling, 
and he's walking uh, so his tears don't fall. And uh, in his verses, uh, he, he's describing all these memories and feelings and big emotions that he has, right? So originally the song written by both uh, Rakusuki E and composer Hachideki Nakamura, um, they, the lyrics are actually with regards to uh, Rakusuki E uh, walking back from protests in 1960 against the United States Japanese Security Treaty. And he was so upset and just felt so rejected because nothing he did or other folks did really stopped the treaty. Um, so the, it's interesting because the lyrics are really about that, but then they kind of changed them a little. Yeah, so it could be more generic. Okay, and it might refer to uh, love or someone being upset. Um, I think it's a great song. It spent three weeks on the top of the American Billboard charts in 1963. And uh, people consider it, um, you know, it's uh, I, I uh, people rather, so let's say people from Japan acknowledge it as a protest song. Which is really funny because I think elsewhere around the world, especially in America, we're just like, oh, what a sweet song. He's whistling. Uh, sounds good to me. Uh, so, yeah. Sukiyaki. Great song. Great song. Great melody. And before that, you heard from Eminem. That's right. Top hip-hop artist. One of the top hip-hop legends. Uh, recently inducted into the Hall of Fame. And when he gave his speech at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he thanked so many hip-hop artists all from memory and all in alphabetical order. And the list is long. It is long. And I don't know. I mean, it's incredible to me uh, as someone who's pretty much going senile that he was able to remember every influential hip hop artist and group uh, to him and to his songwriting and, and lyrics. He listed them all. I just, I can't believe he was able to list all of his influences in an alphabetical order. So My Name Is comes from his second album, The Slim Shady LP, came out in 1989, and uh, it's the first song on that album. And um, I think it's just, it's such a great song. It ranked number six on Q Magazine's 1001 Best Songs Ever, and you know how I feel about lists, but it jumped to uh, number 36 on the Billboard Hot 100. And uh, it was his first uh, top 40 hit. Um, and outside of the US, my name is peaked uh, on a bunch of charts, especially in Iceland, New Zealand, Norway, Ireland, and England, which is pretty interesting. Uh, and uh, this record gave Eminem his first Grammy Award for Best Rap Solo Performance in, 2000, in, in the year 2000. Um, and apparently this album, or sorry, apparently this song, My Name Is, was recorded by Eminem and Dr. Dre, his producer, in one hour. In one hour. It was just like, bam. They really just knocked it out of the park. Uh, so yeah, recorded in 1998, came out in 1999, My Name Is. And then we started that fantastic Rainbow Flipper musical explosion with one of my favorite groups, XTC. They are from the UK, 
and they formed in 1972. Andy Partridge, if you ask me, he's uh, the vocalist, songwriter, uh, guitarist, is really one of my favorite songwriters uh, and and group band leaders. Uh, I, he's just his man. I can't go uh, on enough about how talented he is, and uh, they're uh, just such a prolific group. I'm telling you, uh, man. Um, that was their song, uh, Scissor Man. Um, they toured a lot in the mid to uh, early 80s, uh, put out a bunch of great albums. Um, and uh, Skylarking, I have to say, which came out in 1986, is easily one of my favorite albums of all time. It, it, the way, ah, it's just like uh, all the songs blend into one another and it's about life and about uh, particular, I think it's particularly about uh, this imaginary dude's life, uh, but it's so good. Um, and I highly recommend you check out uh, Skylarking. Uh, they played with a lot of different groups. Uh, they have a lot of different influences and um, drums and wires is, wow, I mean, one of their best albums, I'd say, which came out in 1979. Uh, it has Making Plans for Nigel. Uh, they, man, uh, they're just incredible. They've been on the charts um, a bunch. And um, they, they've toured all over the world. In the early 80s, they were actually the opening band for The Police while The Police were touring. Um, and then when they played out here, back in, uh, here, meaning, uh, Los Angeles, California, uh, they, they played a headline sold out show at the Palladium. Not easy to do. So yeah, XTC, absolutely fantastic. Please check them out. Uh, Andy Partridge, Andy Partridge. Uh, you are listening to the Rainbow Flipper Musical Explosion. I am CZG123. I'm in the place to be. Please do, please do check out CZG123.blogspot.com. There's a lot more there. You can also feel free to call anytime. 213-839-9830. That's 213-839-9830. You can leave requests. I know I will play them, definitely. And you can also... Uh, argue with me about things I've said about songs or artists if you wish or you could just leave uh, you know your thoughts on certain artists or bands because uh, I will listen I will listen so yeah and don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends uh, so yeah uh, I um, am going to round up some more uh, explosions but first it's that time, folks. It's that time, listeners. Who's better, the Who or the Doors? The Doors or the Who? One of these bands is better than the other. I can't call it. I've always been on the fence. But one of them is better than the other. I, j I need your help. I need you to listen to these songs with me uh, on this segment to figure out. And then uh, you can always leave a message and, and you can call and let me know who you think is better. Uh I can't call it. I just can't call it. We keep going. Whenever we do this segment, it goes back and forth, back and forth. It's like ping pong. Like, you know, sometimes two two episodes in a row, the doors are, you know, they take it. 
Uh, there are other times when, you know, a few episodes in a row or scattered throughout the who take it. So enough talk. Let's jump right in to who is better. And uh, first, we're going to hear from the who.
Watch out. What, what a battle this round, this segment. What a battle. You just heard from the doors their, one of my favorite tunes, I have to say, Soul Kitchen. Uh, that comes from their self-titled first album, The Doors. It's interesting to note Jim Morrison wrote those lyrics uh, to pay homage to a soul food restaurant called Olivia's, which was in Venice Beach. And uh, he was prone to staying way beyond closing time, and they usually just kicked him out. That explains his line, let me sleep all night in your soul kitchen. He's like, hey, please, man. Let me just stay, man. Let me just go fall asleep in the kitchen. He's going to go, what? Fall asleep in the kitchen? 
That's nice for the staff, huh, when they open up in the morning? Hey, you getting everything ready? Yeah, you know, just waking up Jim Morrison. Uh, so I, <laughs> in my research, I never actually knew that, so I thought that was really fun. I thought it was like a metaphor for something, but no. Yeah, you gotta take that song at face value. Uh, the, the, he thinks that the uh, time to go is now, uh, but he really wants to stay there all night. And apparently he, he did. <laughs> Often. So that's just a great song, man. You know, I think it's really cool. Uh, the way it moves, fantastic. Before that, you heard The Real Me uh, by The Who. It comes from their 1973 album, Quadrophenia. Yet another rock opera. They, uh, I guess, Tommy, Quadrophenia. Maybe those are the only two. Um, this song, if you're unfamiliar with Quadrophenia, it's it's rather interesting. Uh, a rather interesting album and story that's told. It's about a kid who just has like multiple personalities and uh, I guess, you know, he goes around trying to figure things out or something like this. Um, you know, there are things in that album which are uh, standalone, like this song. You don't actually need to know uh, about the rock opera to enjoy that song, which is cool. So uh, as is the case with Tommy, most every song is a uh, can be a standalone. Um, What's interesting is that uh, the bassist, John uh, Entwistle, Entwistle, sorry, um, once said in an interview that he, his bass part on that song was taken, uh, was a one taker, okay? He did it in one take, yeah, and it was gold. Uh, and what's funny is that when he, he said he was playing that bass line and he was just kind of joking around, but everyone else in the band was like, no, 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 that's awesome, keep it. So he played it, one take, used it amazing the song itself is actually written by pete townsend and um the drumming on this track by keith moon is really something to marvel i he, you know keith moon just incredible one of the greatest drummers i think um the real me uh also was in you know the, i forgot quadrophenia was also a movie uh which came out in 1979 um, and, uh, man, this is, this is really tough. Um, uh, so it's interesting to note <laughs> that Fish, I, I just giggle whenever I hear the band name Fish. Fish, uh, did this song, they covered the song. Uh, yeah, every Halloween, Fish likes to dress up like a band and then play an entire album by that band. So they've done this for years, and that's what they did uh, here uh, I, in 1995. Uh, they performed for Halloween the entire Quadrophenia. So, I mean, that I gotta say, that's pretty impressive, right? For a band to... Uh, that's just like a really fun thing to do for your fans, just cover an album that you love um, uh, for, for your fans and, and audience. So yeah, that's what they did. They covered the entire Quadrophenia. Uh, and also, I'm telling you, that takes a lot of talent to learn an entire album. Uh, so, you know, man, I guess I'm just babbling so I don't have to make a choice here. Uh, between the two, they're just such great songs. I really, it changed my opinion 
when I learned the background of Soul Kitchen, of that song, it just changed my opinion. I, I actually found it more endearing and likable. I'd always liked that song, one of my favorites, but when I found that out, I was just like, oh man, that is really cool stuff. And then, you know, you listen to The Who, and those cats are just like, they got their chops down, you know? Uh, they're... Man, this is tough. This is tough. Meanwhile, I know some of you out there are listening, and you've already made your minds up. You have already made your mind up. I know. I know you have. I know that you have a choice that you've made with regards to this round of who's better, the who or the doors, the doors or the who. I'm going to go with the doors. I'm going with the doors. And this has been really tough. This is actually one of the toughest of the segments that... Um, We've, we've done because I, just because so, both songs are just awesome and I guess that's happened a couple of times but this for me is really tough because I really love both these songs but Soul Kitchen I give it to because I've loved it longer and again finding out its history I'm just like uh, I think that's really cool um, you know Quadrophenia that song is great but also you know it's part of a rock opera so I kind of took some points off for that uh because I feel that that song is written for the rock opera. Can stand alone, yeah, it can stand alone. However, um, it was written with the rock opera album or project in mind, whereas Soul Kitchen is just kind of um, based on uh, a soul food restaurant that Jim Morrison always wanted to sleep in. So that was Who's Better, The Who or The Doors, The Doors or The Who. Very tough, but I give it to The Doors, Soul Kitchen. Awesome. Stay right there. After some quick words from our sponsors, we're going to jump right back into another Rainbow Flipper musical explosion. Get a color TV or a Sony Betamax or a TV video game. Get it now because Crazy Eddie can't be beat. With prices so low, he's practically giving it all away. Shop around, get the best prices you can find. Then go to Crazy Eddie and Crazy Eddie will beat him. Remember, Crazy Eddie guarantees you the largest selection, professionally staffed service centers, and the guaranteed lowest prices. Crazy Eddie, his prices are insane. <laughs> Fudgy the Whale is back. That's a whale of a cake for a whale of a... Fudgy the Whale is back. That's a whale of a cake for a whale of a dad. At your participating Carvel ice cream store. Yep. And this year your Carvel dealer makes them loaded with fudge and nuts. And you can get fudgy with an ocean to serve 20 people. But if you want to send... Fudgy the whale to a whale of a dad anywhere in the Carvel territory. You call the phone number that you see here.
trapped inside a rubber flipper musical explosion!
lower it.
I love Laura Branigan's vocals on that track, Gloria, a song which went platinum in 1982. And it stayed on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 for 36 weeks, reaching number two at its height. It also reached number one in Australia and Canada. What a huge song. And she followed that up, of course, with uh, a number four hit on the U.S. charts, Self Control. Uh, sadly, she passed away uh, in upstate New York at the age of 52 due to a, uh, I believe, a brain aneurysm. Uh, I think it's, I think it was a brain aneurysm that might have been cancer-related. I'm not too sure. Um, but she uh, is just uh, fantastic. You know, she was also an actress. A lot of folks, I don't think, know that she was. Uh, you know, she did some films here and there, but, uh, oh, you know what? No, never mind. I'm not going to get into it. I don't know much about her. I'm so sorry. Uh, acting career. But I can tell you that um, she uh, wrote some uh, songs uh, and received a Grammy uh, for um, Flashdance. And she also did a uh, tune for the Ghostbusters soundtrack and Miami Vice. And uh, she won the Tokyo Music Festival uh, in 1984 with a song called The Lucky One. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, yes, and by the way, it was an undiagnosed cerebral aneurysm, uh, which uh, cost her her life in 2004. Uh, one of the best voices in, in, uh, in rock. Uh, just such great range. Uh, sad loss. Gloria, huge hit. Before that, you heard Someday, Someday by The Strokes, one of my favorite bands. The Strokes uh, formed uh, many, many eons ago. And that song comes from their first album, um, Is This It, which actually came out in 2001. Uh, Julian Casablanca is one of my favorite contemporary singers. Uh, extremely talented, wonderful voice. Someday is just, I love the lyrics of that song. I love the band. It's just so tight, such a well-recorded studio song. And um, the uh, video, like so many of the Strokes videos, was directed by uh, Roman Coppola. And um, it's great. It was listed as one of the 200 best songs of the 2000s by Pitchfork. And it reached number 27 on the UK singles charts and number 17 on the US modern rock tracks chart. Uh, so, great song, great album, The Strokes. And then before that, you heard 2000 Light Years from Home by the Rolling Stones. Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, Brian Jones, Bill Wyman, and Charlie Watts. Charlie Watts, an amazing drummer. That song is just so cool. I love uh, just how it's arranged. I love all those creepy kind of sounds. Uh, I think Mick Jagger sounds incredible on that track. Um, it came out in 1967 on their album, their Satanic Majesty's Request, which is an incredible, incredible tune. And uh, even has on the record, I believe, She's a Rainbow, which is another great Rolling Stones song. Uh, Rolling Stones, Legends, uh, and still at it, still at it. 2,000 Light Years From Home, great song. 
And before that, you heard from an amazing album known as The Headless Heroes of the Apocalypse by musical genius Eugene McDaniels. Now that track, Jagger the Dagger, which came out in 1971, has been sampled many times over. Uh, what instantly comes to mind uh, is the Gravediggers album uh, samples it. A lot of folks have sampled it. Uh, Q-Tip has sampled it. Uh, Beastie Boys have even sampled it. Uh, not that song. I'm sorry. I beg your pardon. Gravediggers sampled that track, uh, Jagger the Dagger. But others, including Q-Tip, Pete Rock, BC Boys, have sampled other songs from this incredible album. Um, at the time, it was written up that the backups are crisp and informal, while the female vocal matches McDaniels beautifully. And I agree. It's just such, that track in particular, I just absolutely love. I love that it's been sampled. And uh, yeah, 1971. Um, you also had on that track Gary King on the bass, and you had Carla Cargill as the female vocalist. And then setting off an amazing Rainbow Flipper musical explosion, we heard Polka Dots and Moonbeams. Uh, a song originally written and composed by Jimmy Van Heusen with lyrics by Johnny Burke, published back in 1940. Uh, you heard the Bud Powell version. It has been uh, covered uh, by many jazz artists and jazz greats. I happen to really love this version by Bud Powell. Bud Powell, an amazing jazz uh, piano player. He composed a bunch of stuff. Uh, he's one of the early uh, founding fathers of the bebop uh, scene in jazz. And uh, he only lived to the age of 41, unfortunately. Born in Harlem and passed away in Manhattan. Um, at 10, the tender age of 10, Bud Powell uh, really had a strong interest in swing music. And he was known to develop and uh, have a similar style to Fats Waller. Um, so he was a huge influence on him. And... Um, I mean, he played with a lot of different folks. Uh, Thelonious Monk met him, introduced uh, Bud Powell to a bunch of other folks, um, Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie. Uh, and he really got around, started playing a lot, played for Blue Note. And uh, yeah, that song, it's so interesting, Polka Dots and Moonbeams, how it could just cross time, right? Uh, from the 40s. Um, all the way on up. You know, the song was even covered by Bob Dylan on his 2016 album, Fallen Angels, Chet Becker, Lou Donaldson, Jerry Mulligan, so many, Polka Dots and Moonbeams, Bud Powell version. This is the Rainbow Flipper Musical Explosion. I want to thank you so much for listening. I hope that all of you out there listening are subscribing and following and visiting czg123.blogspot.com. It is the place to be. We will play a couple of more sponsored ads, and then uh, just escape and dive into our final Rainbow Flipper musical explosion for this episode. Yes, yes, yes. Good, good times. And we'll be right back after this. At Plato's retreat, you can make your dreams come true. Fulfill your wildest fantasies. We've got them all for you. The pleasure and the Oh. 
Plato's Retreat, located in the Ansonia Hotel, is a unique club open to free-thinking adult couples. We offer a relaxing, no-pressure environment, complete with heated swimming pool and that great disco beat. Plato's may not be for everyone, but you won't know until you try it. For more information, call... The pleasure and the fun will keep you feeling young. It's for you. It's for you. Plato's Retreat. Recipe for fun is in the dag dag bag. Love those veggies. Oh, love that meat. Enough of this love making. What do you say we eat? So please, Mr. Dagostino, move closer to me. Mm. USDA choice beef shoulder for London broil. One eighty nine a pound at Dagostino.
MCs approach me hungry, I proceed to feed them anal snacks Walking around town with a sign that says The brain is back My brain is packed with frames of accurate detail I'd rather hug a tree than fuck around with an email I don't need a computer monitor I'd rather walk a few kilometers And conjure a plan to confuse astronomers Losing the logical, bruising the gossip of fooling philosophers cooler than icicles Using a bicycle for daily transport Dictionary all up in the Jansport Rhymes I write fly in the night sky using a hand torch Walk up in the scythe with a knife, spoon, and fork Weak depiction Receive evictions from the landlord I stand for hip-hop progress Yes is the answer, the question is a dancer The mind is linoleum, my structure choreography My oral compositions win awards for cinematography Steven Spielberg clap, I even peeled herbs caps with water guns They haven't found the planet that the author's from Dwarfing them at Orpheums and vexing them with requiems Ace them in gymnasiums, stadiums, and palladiums Yeah, this one goes out to MC Faggot, DJ Nazi, Caligula, Black Sabbath And everybody that drinks soy milk across the country all know the time and he done is the fuck up out of here Yes, yes, yes. I like that. I like that very much. That was Keyboard, B-O-R-E-D, by Edon. Born Edon Portnoy. Uh, he is uh, an MC, as you just heard. He's also a producer, a very far out, psychedelic, trippy hip hop producer. Uh, one of my favorite albums by him is Beauty and the Beat which came out in 2005. It was re-released on vinyl. I'm happy to say I got that on uh, Record Store Day. Um, he, his parents uh, immigrated from Israel, and he grew up in Rockville, Maryland. Uh, he's Jewish. He writes his own songs, and he dropped out of college to focus on music full-time. He's worked with a lot of folks, from Mr. Liff to uh, Homeboy Sandman, Souls of Mischief, uh, your old Droog. Uh, in fact, I played a track on an earlier episode called Dropout Boogie with old, your old Droog and MF Doom, and Edon uh, produced it. So, uh, he's also worked with Cut Chemist. I, he's a fantastic DJ uh, listening uh, to him. You can find him videos on online of him just spinning uh, and playing DJ sets, and he's just, he's really good. And uh, he bounces back and forth, I believe, between Lewis Recordings and Stone's Throw Records. Edon with Keyboard. Before that, you heard Stephanie Mills and her hit song Bit by Bit from the amazing Smash movie Fletch, starring Chevy Chase, based on the book series. And that is definitely another one of my favorite films. Came out in 1985. I remember seeing that in the theaters and couldn't stop laughing. Gosh, what a great movie. Stephanie Mills uh, is incredible. She is a songwriter. She's a singer. She is probably, uh, well, her springboard into stardom and fame and everything um, came when she played Dorothy in The Wiz, which was a really long-running uh, show there on Broadway. Uh, five years, in fact from 74 to 79 
And uh, the play itself, or the musical itself, uh, won seven Tonys, and then it later became a musical, uh, I'm sorry, a, a movie uh, with uh, uh, Diana Ross playing the Stephanie Mills Dorothy role. Um, she was born and raised in Bedford-Stuyvesant, represent, and um, she's still around. She's still around, and she's, uh, I guess every now and then she'll make an appearance. Uh, she was very big in the 70s and 80s. She signed over to the 20th Century Fox Records label, and she found herself doing mostly disco, which is really interesting. And a lot of her disco uh, turned into, there were some pretty big hits there. So I just love that song, Bit by Bit. Um, it reached number two, 52 on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Singles and Tracks chart, and it reached number 78 on the Billboard Hot 100. Number 15 on the Dance chart. So that came out in 1985. It's on the Fletch soundtrack, bit by bit. Before that, we heard uh, Dionne Warwick with her cover of I'll Never Fall in Love Again off her album uh, with the same name, I'll Never Fall in Love Again, which came out in 1970. And uh, this album won a Grammy Award for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. Uh, the album itself is produced by Burt Bacharach and Hal David. And a lot of the songs, actually all of the songs, are written by Burt Bacharach and Hal David. Um, a couple of songs, uh, let's see, about three or four songs uh, were not by them, including George Harrison's Something, uh, which he wrote as a Beatle. So I'll Never Fall in Love Again is the second track on this album. Uh, I think it's such a lovely song, uh, really great, playful, funny lyrics. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, she's great. So that came out in 1970. Uh, she, uh, very, very talented. Oddly became like a, um, uh, like a medium, a psychic. Now she had like a Diane Warwick's psychic friends network or something like this. So I don't really know, but she, uh, you know her for, You've known her for so long. Uh, she has just so many songs under her belt. And um, what was that song she did with like uh, Elton John? And then, uh, for sure. Uh, that's what friends are for. That's what friends are for. I think that might have been the last time I heard anything recorded by her. Um, I think. And then before that, we heard the Three Degrees with their big song. Uh, you're the fool. Yeah, you're the fool. Wait, you're a, you're a fool, I tell you? Let me, <laughs> let me make sure I know the exact name. Yeah, I'm sorry. It is You're the Fool. Now, the Three Degrees uh, were kind of a very underrated, uh, under-the-radar disco and R&B group. Um, they formed back in 1963. They still perform on occasion. Uh, Valerie Holiday, Freddie Poole, and Helen Scott, three females uh, from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And throughout time, there have been 16 women who have been members of this group. Uh, and the group itself has always been three women. Always three. So, they were really big in the 80s, the 90s, but they continued touring and with all these different band members, they uh, never really left the music scene. And so uh, they were signed originally in 1965 to Swan Records. 
Um, and yeah, put out a, a, a great bunch of songs. And in fact, the first song they ever recorded um, was t- uh, a song called TSOP, parentheses, parentheses, the sound of Philadelphia. You know, I'm a big fan of songs with parentheses, uh, which became the theme song for Soul Train. So how about that? Uh, also, um, in 1973, uh, the Three Degrees made an appearance on Sanford and Son. And for those nerds out there who want to try and find uh, that episode where they appear, and that's fine because I'll probably do the same thing after I'm done recording this episode. It's season three, episode four of Sanford and Son. And they sing their song, I Didn't Know. So, The Three Degrees, You're the Fool, great song, and then setting off that Rainbow Flipper musical explosion, What Do I Care What Somebody Said? A song (laughs) from the 20s, I believe, yeah, mid-20s, yeah, Uh, from the Jan Garber Orchestra. Now, Jan Garber was a uh, really well-renowned violinist who played at one point with the Philadelphia Symphony Orchestra. Uh, That was around after World War I. And then during World War II, he gravitated more towards big band uh, swing uh, music and that whole um, genre. And he started uh, making uh, music uh, with uh, some, uh, he kind of formed together his own orchestra and group of players. And uh, he, he played with a lot of great players, uh, from Al Powers to Jack Barrow, as well as numerous uh, superstar vocalists of the time. So yeah, that was uh, What Do I Care What You Think About Me, I'll Tell You Get the Hell Out of Here by Jan Garber and the Jan Garber, Jan Garber Orchestra. You have been listening to the Rainbow Flipper Musical Explosion. I want to thank you so much. This is host CZG123 in the place to be. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in and just dropping out. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share the show and tell all of your friends to tune in, all of your family. And uh, visit czg123.blogspot.com where you can uh, listen to all episodes on the embedded radio player there while you read articles I've written about different aspects of music. You can also find this program on most major podcast platforms. So definitely do subscribe and make sure you click that whatever it is to get notifications when new episodes are posted. And every new radio episode here, uh, every new one is every TNT, every Tuesday and every Thursday. And, and again, the number to call is 213-839-9830. You can call that number anytime you like, leave your requests, and I will definitely play them. Uh, and you can also tell me who you think is better and who won that round of uh, who's better, the who or the doors, the doors or the who. Well, I got to tell you, even though the holiday is over, I still have a lot to be grateful and thankful for. Uh, I want to actually dedicate this show to... Our two hamsters who have suddenly passed away and sadly passed away, uh, both within the past couple of weeks, which is just heartbreaking. Um, We have a ton of pets in our household, and uh, we've always had hamsters. And, you know, it doesn't matter how old or how long or what the animal is. Just whenever you lose a pet, it's just the worst, man. You know, it's just the worst. So, um, shout out, much love. And uh, rest in peace to little Cindy and little Oreo. They were fantastic hamsters who uh, 
uh, made our family really happy. And we had a lot of good laughs with these little guys, little girls. We've only had female hamsters in this house. Um, and so actually we now have a new hamster, a uh, little baby, six months old, and her name is Cream Cheese. And she's a beautiful teddy bear hamster. Uh, so now we're going to get her a companion because we don't like to have the hamsters be alone, so. Um, yeah, peace to, uh, peace to the babies, Cindy and Oreo, who are, of course, playing at the Rainbow Bridge with, um, our other, uh, uh, pets who have passed away, and your pets who have passed away. All the pets who passed away play at Rainbow Bridge, and, uh, while I am grateful and thankful for the times that they had with us, uh, I am also very grateful and thankful for all animals and all wildlife that we share this planet with. And it's very important to not forget, to always remember that we share this planet, this earth, with wildlife and with animals. We are not the only species on it. So please do remember that the next time you see a deer walking around, the next time you see a blobfish that's floating around in the ocean next to you, that's kind of gross. Next time you rub your kitty, just know that uh, they may not have voices, but they're here. And let's be grateful and thankful for their presence. And let's do whatever we can to keep them around for future generations.